When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Craig Doyle. Welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Coming up, all the reaction and news from the paddock here in Aragon. But first, here was how the race was won. Mark Marquez lines up the last corner, his fans, and they are his fans here, who rejoice in another win. Great fighting second from Danny Pedrosa, and the best race we've seen on a Ducati from Jorge Lorenzo in third. The big loser, Andrea Dovizioso, started the day level on points at the top of championship and can only manage seventh place. Come at the moment, come at the man, or in Honda's case, come at the men. A brilliant one-two by Danny Pedrosa and, of course, race winner Marc Marquez has turned the shape of this championship, giving advantage to the young Spaniard. Really, really good racing all weekend. JT's here to look at all the best bits from today. Before all that, here's a reminder of who won what. Yeah, Marc Marquez can fly away full of confidence. He has momentum as they head east after winning on home turf. His teammate alongside him in second. A really, really good move from him. He leads the championship. Franco Morbidelli and Mattia Pessini provided some of the best entertainment of the day, no doubt about it, in their Moto2 race. Morbidelli popping the champagne with a stunning move on the corkscrew to take the victory. And championship leader in Moto3, tactician supreme Joanne Mir timed his move from the Moto3 train perfectly to bag victory number eight of the year. When it comes to the championship, he is simply unstoppable. This track deserves applause from everybody here, from everyone watching at home, because it has provided three brilliant races today. It's a charming, dramatic, entertaining circuit, isn't it? Yeah, there's no stop-start corners to split the pack up. And when you've got a long, fast track like we've got here at Aragon, it just brings great racing, like you say, all across the three classes, Moto3, Moto2, MotoGP, some of the best racing we've seen for, for a long, long time. A long time since we've seen Mark Marquez on the second row of the grid here. Usually he gets pole here. Uh, he had a lot of work to do at the start. So let's take our look back from the start. How did it go? Who did what? Uh, well, just on the start here, you saw the two Yamahas because uh, both on the hard rear tyre got a little bit of wheel spin. So Vinales and Rossi just got a little bit bogged on the start here. But Lorenzo on the soft rear tyre got off the line so well. We, we predicted that he was going to get off the line so well, like he has done in the last few races. But what we wasn't predicting was he was going to stay there for so long. But just on this first couple of corners, turn one and two, look at the Yamaha boys. At the beginning of this race, Vinales was finding it so difficult to get the temperature in that hard tyre. Unlike Valentino Rossi, Rossi looked like he'd got a real chance of the victory in that particular race but uh, 
Vignales came back at the end. Yeah, another one of the great stories this weekend. We didn't expect him to even be on a bike, never mind challenge for the victory. Let's look how he got into second place. Really stunning riding early doors from him. Oh, absolutely phenomenal. Breaking his leg three weeks ago and having it pinned his uh, tibia and fibula. Uh, and then comes back here and battles for the lead of the race for most of it. I know he dropped off at the last bit and he was protecting his uh, 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 position uh, greatly there uh, towards the end with Danny Pedrosa just complaining about it slightly. But uh, absolutely phenomenal ride to finish fifth after only three weeks. Hey, were you surprised by some of the tyre choices out there? Some of them going for the hard rear, most of them the medium rear. What would you have gone for? Which ones worked, which didn't? Unbelievable, wasn't it? Between each rider. I mean, Pedrosa couldn't use the hard one like Marquez did on the same bike. And then you got two Ducatis having to use the soft one. And that really, like, it lasted a lot longer for Lorenzo than it did for Dovi. We know Lorenzo's a smoother rider. The Yamahas had to choose the hard one. The hard tyre for most of the weekend was over a second a lap slower than the medium and the softs. But with this extra temperature, I think it just brought it into the game of being an option and that's why they went for it. Uh, I'm just looking over at Danny Pedrosa's truck there, opposing Mark Marquez, but it was a lovely team effort for them. Danny, happy enough with that, felt he possibly could have got the win. He's with Gav right now. Danny, was that race decided for you in those early laps when you were just maybe stuck a little bit up behind Maverick? Because your pace at the end was incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. I, obviously, I think the overall we did the best race uh, of all the riders because uh, the pace was so good. We did a good recovery, good passes, and uh, just maybe at the beginning when the group break from the first group to the second, there was a, there was a big break there early in the second or third lap, and unfortunately I was stuck in the second. Uh, for sure, my choice was the, so, the medium uh, on the Ria, so I knew I had to be patient at the beginning because the, the, my choice was between hard and medium, but I knew I had a better feeling, so I chose the medium, but at the same time, I had to play a little bit with, with that tire at the beginning of the race and Maverick as well. So I thought Maverick was doing the same thing and, and uh, then I, I tried to overtake him but he was so strong in the straight line and also so strong into the corner and I, I couldn't find any, any moment to, to pass him. So I, I spent a lot of laps and um, yeah, I lost there a little bit of time but unfortunately uh, this was the, the, the deciding point for me for, for the win today. I think we, we were strong to fight against Mark. Um, and I'm happy because the team did a good job all the weekend. We were consistently up front and it's proven that when we have the right tools, we can play for the win. You mentioned in your part Fermi interview about Valentino Rossi and him pulling over to the left on the straight when you were trying to get past. Talk it through for us, for us, on board the bike, what that feels like. Well, I don't know if you see the image, but I was on the white line completely and I was on the white line and my handlebar was that with his handlebar. So I don't see this is a fair, uh, a fair uh, move. Uh, you can go to the left, but to go to the line and make the other guy go off the track at 300k is not the best, uh, it's not the best uh, thing. But uh, fortunately for me, I was with enough speed to, to pass him and pull away afterwards. What about Mategi? Uh, nice. It's Honda's home track, but what are your thoughts for that race? Yeah, um, Mategi is a track I like. Unfortunately, last year I crashed there big time, so I hope this time that we can do a good race. Danny, well done today. Congratulations. Thank you.
Uh, delighted to say our regular contributor now, Livio Supo, joins us. Livio, great to have you with us on Checkered Flag. Um, Thank you. First of all, your delight, a 1-2. Great day for you. Absolutely great day, great uh, day of racing because the race was absolutely beautiful, I believe. Yeah. And uh, not only for our result, of course, but I think for the show. And uh, yeah, glad that uh, both riders did very well. You know, in Mizano, we were super happy for Mar, but very sorry for, uh, for Danny that has been struggling and today he did a very good job. Lovely to see Danny up there, though he was a little irritated and he spoke about it in the interview there. Perhaps a little moment with Valentino Rossi when he was on his line on the straight and Valley got get a little bit closer. Do you recall that moment? Yeah, yeah, I saw it, and uh, it's unbelievable how up, immediately after that he take off the visor. Uh, so it means they really <laughs> can do everything. Uh, but sure, I, I believe uh, the main problem for Danny has been at the beginning being behind uh, Maverick. Clearly was faster, but was difficult to overtake him. And uh, then probably lost uh, the, the, the possibility to fight for the win. But anyway, I think uh, we, we cannot complain. It's a, it's a very good race for both of us. He is a fantastic racer, and he should be a championship contender year in, year out. I mean, that's why you stick with him, right? Absolutely, and uh, we always said that. Unfortunately, he has some bad days this year, but he's still there. That's perhaps the difference of Marc Marquez. When he has a bad moment, he happens. He just saves it, right? He just gets himself back on track. Well, he, he was, <laughs> today there were some moments that, yeah. today that must have had your heart in your mouth. Yeah, when he overtook uh, both uh, what was Vale and uh, Horg, I believe. And then when White was really scared, why well, he was able to manage it and come back and uh, uh, yes, that was no, okay, that was another one. This one he pushed uh, a bit he hard and went wide. Almost I lost think. the front, uh, but uh, you know, Mark is Mark and uh, his talent is unbelievable. And especially in some circuit like this one, is uh, looks like he can do. I mean, the, the way he did the last corner is uh, you have. <laughs> but I know. I, I was know. watching beside JT. You can believe what you're seeing. Well, yeah. I, we saw all the championship leaders do incredibly risky maneuvers with Johan Mir in Moto3, Morbidelli in the corkscrew uh, in Moto2. Um, do you think uh, um, now only four races left, you're going to have to start thinking about team orders with these two? Because we know Danny Pedrosa is very, very good at Motegi. Um, the next uh, one coming. I think, you know, this is the, the good of this sport. Uh, it's, a, it's a team sport, but it's also very individual. And, uh, and you know, it's like uh, in, in, in Mizan wouldn't be good if uh, Ducati would have stopped uh, Petrucci or here Jorge is, uh, is uh, you know, is racing and uh, I think Mark can do by himself. And uh, it's, uh, it's fair that uh, Dani has all the chance to, to win races. Do you have any developments from now to Motegi? Because obviously you've got, with the look of it, quite a lot of advantage on the harder tyre on the Honda with Marquez than it is with Vinales on I the Yamaha. I think with the tyres it's difficult to say because on the podium today was three different uh, rear tire, the hardest, the, so the medium, and the softest. Uh, it means Mission is doing a good job uh, giving uh, different type of tires that can adapt to, to different bikes, uh, still lasting on race and doing good performance. So this is not an issue. Uh, of course, we always work, but um, I think uh, from now on, uh, uh, it's not a question of development, it's a question of setup of the bike uh, for each race. Um, I want to show you one of the key moments of the race, and I'm sure you were screaming from, uh, from the back of your throat for this one. It was the moment that he took Jorge Lorenzo uh, to take the lead. It was a great old battle, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, congratulations also to Jorge. I think he's, uh, since he's in Ducati, it's the first time he really battled for the win. Uh, he finished very close to the, 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 the first position, and uh, he's coming, so he's, uh, he's a dangerous uh, competitor also, Jorge, now, and, uh, but it's good to see him uh, back again. Were you surprised how well the soft tyres for the Ducati actually lasted right until the end? As, as, as uh, I think I saw an interview of Dovin, which he said that we call uh, hard, medium and soft, but in reality it's just a different tyre. Uh, so, no, I'm not surprised. 
Um, there were like so many different tire choices out there. We had us scratching our heads. Between your two boys, one of them was on, a, was on the hard rear, the other one on the medium rear. What was your role in that? What was your thinking in that? Uh, you know, tire choice is always up to the, the rider, mainly, even more than the team crew chief, because it's the rider that has the feeling of the tire. And I think they did both a very good job, because for their characteristic, they, I think they had a, the perfect choice. 21 points, four rounds to go. You got a nice little lead going into the flyaways. Advantage Honda, you'd say? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's better to have 21-0 like before, but still is a four race to go, 100 points available, and I think it's better to keep working on race by race, as we have done so far, and uh, don't think too much about the championship. A couple of weekends off, Livio. Enjoy them before you hit the road again. Thanks Thank very much. much. Congratulations Thank to Thank the lads. You. Well done. Right, let's hear from Jorge Lorenzo, who had a fantastic weekend. Jorge, okay, congratulations. Just two seconds off the victory in the end. Uh, I'm sure there's a bit of frustration there, but that's your best race as far as we're concerned under Catty. Would you agree? Well, uh, you know, I, I'm not as euphoric as Jerez because in Jerez I couldn't do more. No, I had the, 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 the victory very far, 14 seconds, but now you, you see the victory so close that finally, after leading 14 laps, uh, it's a little bit pity. But you know, the important thing is that, is that uh, we are progressing each race. We are more competitive. Uh, we're managing better the race, the tires and everything. Uh, was a pity that this time we had to choose the, the soft one because with the medium, we didn't have the pace. And finally, we uh, didn't pay off because uh, the medium and the hard one from uh, Mark and Danny have something more, so, some more grip at the end of the race. No? And I have to, to close the throttle and I couldn't follow them. Heading to Mategi though, next up, a track that we expect the Ducati will be strong at. That must fill you with so much confidence heading there. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of uh, wish and a lot of fame for, for Motegi because I, I love the track. Probably it's my favorite track, the track where, where I can ride better. And also it's a good track for Ducati. So we arrive in a very good moment and uh, we hope just that the conditions uh, uh, will be dry and, and good conditions to to, to get the maximum of the bike. Just tell us the work that you and the team are putting in to go from the start of the year, where things look tough, to now, where you're challenging for the victory. Just how much has gone into it? Well, we, we are working in two ways. Uh, from my side, I, every time I have to ride a little bit much more different than, than I, ride with, I rode with the Yamaha, especially on braking, opening the throttle later, and more careful because this engine is more aggressive. And for the other side, from the side of the team, they, they are trying to give me something more similar to the bike I have before. So it's these two ways of uh, improvements and uh, little by little we are getting in there. Every relationship's a compromise. Is that victory coming? I think so. I think so can happen in Motegi. I have a lot of, as I told you, you know, I have a lot of wish uh, for Motegi. Anything can happen, also can, can rain, but we are competitive on, also in the rain. So let's see how, how we go in, in three weeks' time. Things are looking up, Holger. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. Mark Marquez has had a stunning victory, stretching his lead in the championship to 16 points over Andrea De Vizio. So it could well be a crucial turning point in this championship campaign. Let's hear from him now. Mark, congratulations on that win. It takes you 16 points clear in the World Championship. There was a late change, wasn't it? He switched to the harder tyre. Was that the key for you today? Look, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because... Uh, of course, the rear tire, uh, the hard option, was the, the best one for me, for my style, uh, for the conditions, uh, and I believe on that. I know that Danny was on the medium one. I'm I, I feeling well also with the medium, but uh, for my weight, my riding style, 
was not working well. But uh, front tire, I don't know if we choose the correct one. You know, I mean, uh, left corners, I was feeling good, uh, really smooth. But uh, right corners, I was struggling a lot. Even I was losing compared to other guys. But, uh, but OK, uh, it was so difficult to find the compromise. Uh, but the most important is that uh, we get the 25 points. A couple of very interesting moments, worrying moments, I'm sure, for the team. But at turn 12, there was a couple, yeah. one where you ran off track as well. Was your heart in your mouth? I'm sure it never was with you. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you know, yesterday I crashed on that corner. Uh, 2015, I crashed on the corner, and when I saw the situation that uh, I tried to overtake Valentino, but he was a little bit more in than what I expect. Then, for avoid the contact, I tried to, to release the brakes. Then uh, I realized that Lorenzo was stopping a lot the bike, and I said, "Okay, release the brakes, and I will turn." Where I don't know, but I will turn. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I turned outside, but uh, but okay. Since that moment, honestly, I cooled down a little bit because I start to think championship all these kind of things, but uh, when you are racing at home, you know, uh, inside is boring everything, and you, you must to, to, be, to be pushing. It's never boring when you're out on track, Mark, you know that. Hey, we head to Mategi next, 16 points the gap between yourself and Dovi. You know the Ducati's probably going to be strong, but it's a big race, isn't it, where you won the championship last year? Of course, of course, uh, we won here, so <laughs> this is done. We know that uh, in Motegi, normally we struggle there, but last year was amazing weekend. Uh, I felt really good, so uh, I hope to, to feel the same uh, this year. We will see. Uh, I, will, I will try to, to push from the beginning, uh, remind for races. Now every race is very important, uh, but the most important is that since Asen, I'm in the podium. I mean, uh, of course, Silverstone, I broke the engine, but uh, when we finish the race, I'm there in the podium. So uh, we are constant, the level is there, uh, try to manage our instinct, uh, try to be quiet. I'm sure the others will be worried. Congratulations, Mark, another victory here in Aragon. Well done. Thank you very much. Bye. Great guy, great character, you gotta love him. Um, he talked about left-handers, how he just prefers those left-handers. We're gonna show some examples of those in just a minute. You can talk us through why he's better at them than the right-handers. First of all, though, those moments that has Livio Supo, that has Marquez fans gasping with fear. Those near misses. And us. Yes, yes. Just looking at it now, just coming up to turn 12, underneath Valentino. As he said, he wasn't expecting Valentino to have as much angle, which meant he had to be on even more of an angle. And the more angle you've got, the less contact space you've got on the front tyre to get the brakes on. And that's why he had to release the brakes. Luckily, Lorenzo wasn't in a position where he was going to be collecting him as he was turning in. He was uh, just uh, able to just get past him before that point. But um, as he said to himself, once he did that, he did calm down and did get to the front a little bit calmer. Gave himself a little slap around the chops there. Uh, Left-handers versus right-handers. Explain and give us some examples. Well, I think Mark Marquez, naturally, is a little bit stronger around lefts than rights, just with his normal riding style. But he chose that harder front tyre today. And I don't think he was able to get the right temperature and performance out of it on the rights compared to the lefts. I noticed it halfway through the race, how fast he was through turn 11, just as he overtook Valentino Rossi. This is the same kind of corner again. Look at the lefts. The last corner this is underneath the Vizioso in the middle of the corner. That's how much that front tyre was hooking up for him. But look at the rights. Wide there in turn three, Davizioso nearly went back underneath him again after that overtake, but then back again to the left. This is the last corner again, look straight underneath. I can't, I can't emphasize how much it is. I have an advantage that you can overtake in the middle of that last corner like that. It makes it look like Davizioso all of a sudden 
I don't know, got a problem with his tyres. But the advantage he had on the left was enough today to keep him at the front of the race. And bear in mind, we have a couple of left-hand circuits coming up in the last four, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, um, there's what, Valencia and there's also Japan, um, Sepang. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, we got, uh, what's next? Japan, and then we've got Malaysia, we've got Valencia. Um, what am I missing? Australia, Australia that's the one. Yeah. So Australia and Valencia are anti-clockwise, um, and I can't see the guys touching him. Um, I can see the Ducati and the Yamaha being very strong at Valencia, as they usually are, but those two, um, Australia and uh, Valencia, are going to be left uh, advantage markers. He wants to leave here with a little bit of momentum, a little bit of a lead. He's certainly got that. And look at this, stolen from the books of Johan Zarco, didn't quite land it though, lovely style, back straight, bending knees, ready for the impact, arms back, just just stopped him over, over rolling onto his back, but just didn't land it. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's not a great, it's not great, is it? It's not it's, great it's style. Terrible. Yeah. I like how he just kind of sits back and makes out that he's just kind of chilling out and it's all part of the actual act, but uh, he definitely needs a few, uh, few lessons off Johan Zarko on that one. Pacini closes, but he can't get it from there. He can't get it from there. It's the championship leader. Takes a tough, tough win. Franco Morbidelli is not a pragmatic man. He's a racer, and that's why he went for that pass on the corkscrew. Absolutely outstanding, particularly that last lap or two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but James was so right. When you're battling with someone like that, and you saw what, how much on the limit they were, to risk that with a man that you're not battling with the championship is why that man deserves the, the world championship this year, because it's you need to be brave to be a champion. Yeah, the easiest thing to do is for him to just sit behind, behind him and just, just yeah, be take, dragged along. Take 20 take, points, take 20 yeah. Points, yeah. And nine points is not a big lead uh, with only four races to go now. And to extend that for, to 21, <laughs> he deserved to extend it to 21 with that, that manoeuvre alone. We saw Mia doing it in Moto3, but, you know, Morbidelli today in the middle of that corkscrew was, was probably one of the best moves of today. Haji, what did you like about it? Well, it just, I would say, one of those aggressive races. Both motorcycles are moving around a lot. The grip level's down, obviously. We're near the end of the race, so you can sit, you can see them sliding around. But both wanted it just as much. We know what Pacini's like. Pacini, all through his career, has been almost over-aggressive. But for, for Morbidelli to be calm at the right points, to pick his pass, and to pass there in the court screw, it's one line. Very, very difficult. Honestly, it's so impressive. Uh, we had a, a message or a question in from a guy called Rowan Devereaux is asking why do the 600s move around so much more compared to the MotoGPs? What bikes? Why can they slide so much more? I think just the technology are, are, that they've got to them with, uh, with the uh, traction control is much, much less. So the, the, the less technology, the more it is on the hand and the more that's why you're seeing the bike sideways. And it's very spectacular to see. But, you know, it also wears out the tyre and gets the tyre temperature to increase those slides even more in the end of the race. Um, let's have a look at the championship standings, see the state of play at the moment. And Franco Morbidelli, well, he's back in the driving seat, really. A 21-point lead over Thomas Luzzi, who had a disappointing day today, didn't he, Hodgie? He'd be disappointed with that. Really now. disappointed because of what happened. He, he, he clawed it back after that crash of uh, Morbidelli at the last round. But yet again, Morbidelli, he's amazing, just stretched it out. But the good news is it's still not over. You know, Luzzi's consistency, he's still within a shower at this championship. Yeah, I mean, a crash, uh, God forbid we don't want that to happen to him. But Luzzi's back in the mix with four rounds to go. Isn't it, it? It's definitely all not over. You know, Oliveira moved up to third, actually, with Alex Marquez having to pull in again in the championship, which is a, a fantastic thing for Mark VDS, having first and third. And there's a, a, a still a possibility, a small possibility of a one-two, but uh, looks like Luti's actually got this second place wrapped up, but uh, the lead for the championship itself is still wide open. Yeah, Franco Morbidelli, though, he is the man to beat, no doubt about it. Let's hear from the championship leader, the race winner. 
Frankie, congratulations. Brilliant race, brilliant battle between you and Mattia. And in the end, you just had enough on that last lap. Talk us through that maneuver through the corkscrew there. That was brilliant. Yeah, it was uh, a bit of a limit maneuver, <laughs> but I know uh, very well Mattia. So I knew that he was going to defend every braking because I was uh, attacking him on braking. So I decided to attack him in a point where it was uh, almost impossible to attack. And I managed to do it. And it was really nice. From then, I just had to defend my position. I'm really happy because these are important points for the championship. And uh, I, 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 I don't know what to say, actually. I, I'm just really happy. So you should be. That was absolutely brilliant entertainment. Well done, Frankie. Thank you. Not only happy, I'd say very relieved as well because Thomas leaves you right on his tail coming into this round. Advantage to him before they head east, no doubt about it. Yeah, advantage to him, but like we've said to you know in other other times, the tracks that are coming up are all a little bit different. Obviously, total different climates. The you know the weather's really mixed in Japan. Always Phillip Island, it can be freezing cold, and then you go to the monsoon of Malaysia. So anything can happen, and in those dodgy conditions, loot is a little bit better. You know, mixed conditions, certainly wet conditions, you'd say loot is your man. So it's not over. Racecraft has told yet again, Jules. Admire the racecraft. Mia by 0 0.04 of a second. That's the bravest win I've seen for a long time against all form, against all advice. He led the last lap all the way. What a rider. It's one of my favourite parts of the weekend when you have a rider beside you watching the race go through. Fabio, <laughs> well done. Really good result from you. Did you enjoy watching that back? Yeah, it was, it was good. Only, only the end was, uh, mm. <laughs> I'm a bit angry about this, but uh, it's okay, it's okay. It was a difficult race for you because yeah. there were delays due to miss, so it was only 13 laps, a yeah. sprint from the off. Was that your strategy, just go, go, go? My plan was to, to overtake one rider by, by lap, and uh, at the beginning I was really totally focused to, to push a lot, and uh, at one moment I did 58.3, a huge lap, and, and then I was really close to the to the leaders so i start to to think about maybe i can do something good it was very hard to break away it was one big long train yeah. very tight wasn't it yeah especially last uh, last laps we were, we were a lot and uh, it was difficult this it was difficult because uh, the battle was really tough and also with mir with uh, all the other guys Oh, that's close, yeah, hey? Yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> oh, describe how you're feeling during those moments. Yeah, because I was trying to pass, to overtake him in the inside and then outside in the other corner, but uh, he, uh, look at this, this oh, is the yeah. last lap. Talk to me about this, you don't like this, no. you're not happy, why? I think it's super dangerous, this. Because we are uh, at 250 km per hour and uh, it's super dangerous, because if I touch his rear wheel, we do a big explosion, I think. <laughs> You're not alone. Uh, one of our viewers, Fraser Carswell, has tweeted in and he said, I don't like this happening either. It shouldn't really be allowed and, and it looks a bit dangerous to me. Do yeah. you agree? I think uh, I think the same. Yeah, absolutely. It's super dangerous and uh, not... Well... <laughs> uh, Fraser Carswell thinks they should get a penalty point. Do you? Do you think it should be a penalty there? For me? No, for... no, no. For whoever's weaving in front of you. Uh, I hope, but uh, I think uh, the, the boss are not looking uh, so much with Moto3 guys, so 
maybe it's, it's okay like this. Do you know, the only thing I'll say to you is when old boys like us, if we were to go out on bicycles or motorbikes now, certainly on bicycles, old. we old. would... Old, yeah. Whoa, don't class <laughs> me and James as old. Okay, well, I'm old, uh, but I'd still try and beat you on a bicycle, and if you were trying to get past me... The funny thing is... I would weave. It's a very natural thing to do, to defend like that, isn't it? The funny thing is Craig thinks he would be faster than me and James on anything. Hey. I mean, just look yeah, at him. Fabio, look at this. This is what we're dealing with here. You can put a couple of sausages on the end of those cocktail sticks. <laughs> Are you terrible. going to the beach? What's going on here, Fabio? Uh, me, uh, I'm uh, in the beach every, every, everywhere, every time. You're so lucky where you live next to uh, the Mizano. So, yeah. Tell me about Mia. What I'm interested in, is he normally what we would call a dirty rider? Is he normally too aggressive? He's really aggressive, but um, it's okay because he's winning, winning the championship, no? And when you, you have to win the championship, you know very well. You have to be aggressive and uh, totally why, why did you look at James when you said he, he no, knows because, that? Uh, and not me, because, you didn't look at me. No, no, no. You're making I look me paranoid now, both. Fabio. Come on. <laughs> no, both go on, finish, you, sorry. When you have to, to win a championship, I think you have to be really focused only to, to the main goal, no? To, to win the races, to win the championship. So it's... Okay, it's normal, but uh, maybe sometimes too much. A little bit too much. You're having a fantastic year, obviously gone from fifth to fourth now with uh, yeah. with that result. Have you actually put an official complaint in to the race control, or have you have you have you gone as far as you want to with the complaint? Are you going to put an official complaint in for maybe a decision? No, no, no. I uh, I agree with the with the guys. It's okay. It's okay like this. So everything's okay. been dropped now, and you've, yeah. you've accepted the second place. Yeah. The fourth place in the championship now with four races to go. And I, I think third place is going to be very difficult, but you've got a big, big challenge ahead with you and Jorge Martin for that fourth place. Yeah, my goal, honestly, is to be third in the championship. My goal for this year was to be in the first three positions. And uh, yeah, it's hard. At the moment, it's really difficult, but uh, I think nothing is impossible. So we only we have to do great races and try to, to be on the podium every race. And then uh, we will see at the end when uh, all is finished. Fabio, thank you so much for talking Thanks to us. A lot. We let you get Thanks back to the beach in your flip-flopperoos. Okay, well done. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations Thanks today. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> just thank feel you. fatherly over this man. I can't help myself. Uh, let's have a look <laughs> at the championship standing, shall we? This is how it all looks at the moment. And Joao Mir has a fantastic lead at the moment. He is just absolutely blazing a trail. When it comes to winning the title this year, a 60-point lead, is that right? Is my maths proving right? No, yeah, something like that. 80-point lead, I should say, over Romano Fanati. Uh, I was more an English student than a maths student, I won't lie to you. Aaron Cannon in third place there and Fabio there as you can see in fourth place 173 to make top three it's a tough task but who knows 100 points still up for grabs with four rounds to go and it's basically a victory parade for Joanne Mir who has a massive lead and looking like he is going to be world champion let's hear from him now Joanne congratulations eight wins for the season this year just gets better and better and you know you can take the title with a victory or second place in Japan so how does that make you feel to win here in Aragon and have that for you uh, well uh, incredible race no eight victory of the season it's, uh, it's incredible incredible no words uh, about it but uh, yes, really, dif really difficult to, to manage this race because with with people in the group it's always it's always difficult. But but well, I try to to do my my last lap as best as I can. I try to to put me put, I I put first uh, on the I get the first position on the last lap and uh, try to maintain it and and well uh, so happy about this this victory and in Japan in Japan we will see what happened. The two riders behind you, Digi and Enea, weren't too happy with the move on the on the straight. What's your opinion? 
Uh, well, I respect uh, his opinion, but two laps remaining, uh, they do it the same. So I think that it is quite fair, no? But but well, it's the la it's a, the last lap of the World Championship. Is I, I don't want to 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 let uh, them the race and and well, uh, was like this. Everybody, I think that will do it if if was in my position and and well, uh, and also congratulate my two rivals because today was really strong also. Well done, Juan. Another brilliant victory, and we'll see you in Japan. Thank you. John McPhee finishing sixth in that race, by the way. So uh, well done to John McPhee. Um, lads, we're just going to go back to MotoGP as we wrap up Checkered Flag. And Cal Crutchlow, we thought he was going to fare quite well today. Things seemed to be going his way, and then a big old crash. Now, his, he had a sore hand. You remember he cut his hand from cutting cheese and all that malarkey. It may have played a part in him crashing today. Let's hear from him now. Cal, disappointing end to the race, I'm sure. We saw you run wide, actually, before that. Was there a bit of a problem before you crashed out? Um, not, uh, not a massive problem. Uh, well, yeah, decent enough. I, I had not a great feeling with my front brake lever, simply because I couldn't adjust it with my finger. Um, the, the front brake temperature was really hot going into the last corner because I was in the slipstream of... of uh, Maverick and Danny. Um, then when I got to the first corner every lap, the, the lever was really far out and I couldn't adjust it in between because the straight is not really a straight when you go past the start and finish. And I can't take my hand off the bar to adjust it. So uh, I made a mistake in the braking. The lever was really far away and as soon as I grabbed the brake, I, I locked the front tyre and I had to go straight and just miss Danny, which was unfortunate. Um, but then I got back on the track and I recovered not too bad. Uh, I thought I could probably come back across to the other group because when I was riding alone, I felt I felt better. Um, but I made a mistake. I passed Johan uh, into turn 14, um, and I had to take like a, a bit of avoiding action because uh, I tried to pass him quite late. Uh, I didn't plan to pass him, but it arrived that I was going to pass him, um, and then I went really tight and, uh, and lost the front tire, which was always a risk on the right-hand side with the with the harder front. So. Uh, yeah, completely my own fault, but uh, yeah, I didn't have a great feeling with the with the brake lever today. Although in the race I felt good, I felt that we were competitive, um, and we were with Danny who in the end, you know, finished second on the uh, on the podium. Um, so yeah, disappointing end to a not so bad weekend uh, again. But you know, we have to look forward to to the next one. The positives were we were competitive. But I think I chose the wrong rear tyre today. I think the medium for me was maybe a little bit better. Better look for next time, Cal. Thanks for talking to us. Cheers. A lot of riders injured at the moment, carrying injuries, little knocks and scrapes and etc. And James Backshall has sent it in a, a tweet just saying, you know, it's, it's a big old deal. It must be going around this track and all the forces that are enduring on these bikes. Have you guys ever ridden with injuries? And, and how and what was it like and why? <laughs> no, I just, if I was injured, I didn't ride. It just hurts. <laughs> No, of course. Uh, it's difficult, isn't it, James? <laughs> it, it, it's it's, it's I'm horrible. Not, I'm not dragging you out here. I would have when accepted you, that answer from you because it would be you, your when kind you, of When you're battling for a championship and, you know, there's a pressure from the team as well and you, you grit your teeth. I talked about it in the race. You get a spike at the start of a race full of adrenaline, but it does dip off. And so a little, maybe a little bit with Valentino Rossi through the midpoint of the race as your adrenaline goes, then all you feel is the pain, the, you know, and it just makes a race a really long race. It just shows you how different injuries 
can bring up so much diff uh, uh, bigger and smaller difficulties on riding a motorcycle. You look at Valentino coming down these stairs with a broken ankle in two bones and, and pins, but Cal Crutchlow is struggling just as much with a cut finger on his left hand because he can't adjust his brake lever because the adjustment on a brake lever, you have to pinch your little finger and your thumb and do that to uh, adjust your brake lever. And he can't do that because it's pinned forward. And just that alone is giving Cal Crutchlow more problems than, uh, you know, the two broken bones in Valentino Rossi's legs. So it's, uh, it just shows you, depending on what injury you can have, uh, can give you bigger problems. That's the thing. And Valentino was actually able to improve or else deal with the pain better over the course of the weekend. Then if someone like Alex Marquez, whose injury got worse throughout the course of the race. In fact, he had to retire from the race. And he was so frustrated by it, wasn't he, Oji? Yeah, we were someone like Sciatica as well. I mean, literally, you, you, you wouldn't be able to feel his leg. And, and anyone who's had that knows what it's like. Imagine in that cramped position on the motorcycle, trying to move around, it just getting worse and worse. And how often do you see riders just quit? And he did. That's how bad it was, because he's someone like, you know, the Marcus family goes through their blood. They're not quitters, are they? So it must have been terrible. But, you know, it makes me think of Mick and I think it was back in 92 when he broke his leg, that double leg break. And then he got an infection. I think they actually stitched his legs together to increase the blood flow. And he came back eight weeks later on to race in the penultimate round of the championship, which was unbelievable. They're just brave guys, aren't they? They are. And he, rec he was able to recover from that. But then obviously, uh, Jerez, uh, um, it took his uh, career away from him by uh, a broken leg again. So, um, you know, broken Bones are part of the job, and hopefully we've got good surgeons to, to put us back together to keep us on the bike. Okay, that's it from Aragon. What a 2017 season we are having. We'll be back for more in three weeks' time, live from Japan. Speak to you all then. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com